afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the podcast of the Galaxy. I'm here with Jared. How's it going, Jared? Going very good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, I, we were just talking about this, but I had an AP test this week. So at least I'm glad I got that, that out of the way. But uh, yes, yeah, started to get good weather too. So uh, that's exciting. And uh, yeah, we, we've had quite the uh, exciting week here, obviously, with um, the Moon Knight finale and the Multiverse of Madness uh, debut. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're basically going to split like you know those reviews up into two parts. So today we are actually we're still going to be covering the uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer today because we still have to do that. And then we are going to be reviewing Moon Knight. And then uh, next time. Uh, you will definitely get to uh, hear our review of Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah, that is the plan today, uh, covering Moon Knight and Thor Love and Thunder. So uh, let's talk about um, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer first. So, first of all, even before this trailer, um, and it was definitely definitely the definition of a teaser trailer, I, I wouldn't say, um, but I was already hyped for this movie even before the trailer, so... Um, Jared, I basically want to know um, the same. Uh, uh, do you th- like how did your hype, you know, change for this movie after you saw this trailer? You know, what is what, what like what were basically first reactions to this trailer that got released a few weeks ago? I mean, I it, it looked really good. Um, first of all, I'm a little biased because I love Thor. Thor is an awesome character. He's funny. Plus an extreme bonus, the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it, which is going to be amazing as well. I think that they make for great chemistry when they were in Endgame. It was amazing. Um, it, it was it was overall really, really good. I liked it. I love the God feel of it. And everything everything to do with that is just really, really cool. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to the gods in a little bit, but it was cool to see them and see how different the world is. It's going to have some cool imagery. But obviously there was pretty cool parts, you know, like Thor's training montage and how he's back from the ice cream state and into his normal, well, not normal, but insanely ripped, you know, body. <laughs> it, it looks it looks really, really good, uh, especially that when he when he when a, a, a Thor, but woman came in, that was really cool, too. That was a cool moment. I think it's going to there's going to be a ton of good chemistry in this movie with everyone. together. I think they're going to do really well with that. How there's going to be uh, Thor, there's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, the gods. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of chemistry with them. I don't know if they're going to be there for long. We'll get into that a little later. I just don't know if there will be time to really get to know them very well. Uh, and obviously there's going to be uh, Jane Foster. Is, is that it? Yeah. Yes. And obviously Jane Foster is going to be there. And I think that she has, she, we've never seen her with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think she will, if they do interact, I think it'll be pretty good as well. Yeah. Overall, the movie looks really, really good. And I'm glad the, the trailer definitely showcased a lot of the good parts of the movie. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that, you know, um, and I kind of hinted at this before, but I'm going to, I will say this. I know that basically what I was expecting to be in this trailer was basically in the trailer, aside from one thing, which I'm going to talk about, which is, was in my opinion, a little bit of a disappointment. But um, I think that, you know, regardless, the visuals looked absolutely stunning. I was very, very impressed. 
um, very similar to the visuals that we got in Thor Ragnarok. I feel like that the like the visuals were a big part of that movie. I feel like the same goes for this one. I feel like the like the amount of colors we saw in this was really really um, fun to like see in this trailer. I think that like you know that's one of if you ask me that's one of Taika Waititi's the the director of this. That's one of his stronger suits. Um, with like you know the visuals that he's been able to produce, and I thought that this was um nothing short of the same so um yeah love those um all the characters that we got to see in this um i i think that it was like definitely heavy teases for all of them like you have the guardians of the galaxy and you know while i don't think they're gonna play a massive role in this matter of fact i only think they're gonna be in the you know one maybe like the first act to like you know help thor um basically train and stuff like that and help him like you know get back to his like you know normal self uh i i but i think that there's still going to be a blast to see and i think that they're going to provi- provide some of the more enter uh like you know humorous moments in this obviously like we got a humorous moment already in the trailer like you know with uh star lord saying like look into the eyes of of like who you love or stuff like that and then you know you had that weird stare by thor so i thought that that was pretty funny so yeah i'm gonna look forward to seeing the guardians of this even if it's in a minor capacity um i thought jane was very cool i'm i love how we're gonna see a jane foster thor in this i feel like that's gonna be obviously you're gonna need I, i would say multiple thors to fight um a god butcher in this so i think that that's pretty um that's basically a good setup and i also am a fan of natalie portman as well so i'm going to be looking forward to seeing her um in this project Uh, in an obviously much bigger role since she's going to be willie mjolnir or i think that's how you pronounce it as we've as we've seen in that trailer in that final shot there so uh yeah there was a lot to love about this and um yeah i'm really looking forward to it so Jared, any other reactions before we get dive deeper into some certain parts of the trailer? Well, the one reaction that I will say we'll we'll talk about later, so I'll just wait for them. Yeah. So yeah, well basically this is like I'm gonna like you know, I now ask you because I know that there might be a certain part in this, probably you know, similar parts that I have. Um what parts stood out to you in this trailer more than others? And like, what, like, you know, what part got thrown in there that like, you know, potentially made you more excited for the film? Well, I I mean, the obvious answer to this question is the gods. The gods really stood out to me as I think that they're all going to be unique. They aren't going to be lumped into this one thing. They might go over their standard caricatures, but I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see all the gods, even if they aren't here for long. However, I think that the thing that stood out to me the most was the Guardians of the Galaxy. And obviously, it's not anything new, but I just love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Super funny. And I really, really like the just the chemistry Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy have. You know, uh, it's just, it's Peter and... Peter and Thor are just, they're, they're really fun together. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. And I think they'll definitely make the movie just overall better. Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely agree. And, and I too am a big guardians of the galaxy fan. 
Um, matter of fact, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is one of the like you know bigger movies that I'm looking forward to. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing like their you know rules in that in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three basically get set up um, with you know them probably leaving Earth in Thor: Love and Thunder. But uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to see uh, like you know this new chapter. Like I said, even if it's a short one in this, I'm excited to see them and. I, I, I believe I've said this before, but Rocket is actually one of my favorite MCU characters. Honestly, I, I just I, he, he entertains the hell out of me, uh, in my opinion. So I, I'm really, you know, can't get enough of Rocket, in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say just to talk about the gods in a little bit, because I did for the record, I did have a favorite shot of the trailer. Um, I'll go into that second, though. Um so obviously, yeah, you have Zeus in here. Zeus obviously made his, you know, that that was obviously Zeus with the lightning bolt on Mount Olympus too, which I thought that that shot of Mount Olympus again, the visuals part was incredible. Um, like you said though, um, whether or not we're gonna be even, whether or not we're gonna see like you know this big, like you know arc where we have like gods like throughout the movie though is um, definitely a, a, uh, another question because I feel like Gore the God Butcher, who, you know, we didn't see in this trailer, um, I, but I feel like Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher is going to play a major role in the amount of screen time we see of the gods because I really don't think it's going to be a lot or, like, you know, as, as uh, much screen time as we're potentially hoping for because then again, the story is about thor uh and like you know asgard and i don't feel like mount olympus is gonna like you know kind of steer the attention away from it i think that it's gonna have like a few parts there's gonna be a few parts for that in the film but then i do feel like where the god butcher is gonna make his um presence felt so that's just i i mean i think that that's where we're headed i mean like you can't really build a villain titled gore the god butcher if you don't have them butchering gods. So I feel like, yeah, unfortunately I feel like Zeus's, you know, run is the one of the gods of thunder is going to be uh, short lived in at least in my opinion, or, or at least how like I view the way the story is headed, but um, going to the, my favorite shot though. And I know it's kind of like, I don't even know if you remember this shot. So um, there is a scene uh, in the film where Thor and Korg, which not to mention, I love the fact that Korg is back. Can't get enough of him. Um, were standing on top of this, like, you know, icy mountain and they were looking down at this big creature. And it was a, and I looked at, um, I looked online about what that creature was. I do not, I don't believe, I don't, I don't remember the name, but it was a God or maybe even a goddess. I can't remember what gender it was. But um, it was a big, like, you know, spiky ice creature, and it was clearly dead. And, you know, Thor, with the obviously more of a, like, you know, concerned look on his face over, oh, my God, we're probably, there's, like, you know, a, a guy going around killing gods. Um, that scene uh, I saw was taken directly out of the comic book that Gore the God Butcher was in, that same shot. And, and again, going with the visuals here, it was a, not only a beautiful shot, but it also was a very ominous shot, I believe, because it gave many hints 
as to what you're going to expect in this film with Gore going around killing gods and especially one like, you know, as big as, you know, this creature that was lying dead on the ice. I, I think that that was um, a very powerful shot, in my opinion, and it definitely was foreshadowing uh, the threat that is going to be like, you know, very, very clear. I would say even by the second trailer, I think that you're going to get uh, more uh, Gore the God Butcher and he's obviously the biggest threat in this film. So I think that that scene did a good job setting up um, the like, you know, dark events that are about to take place. So, uh, Jared, what did you think about that? I just wanted to get like, you know, get your thoughts on that scene in general and what you thought about it. Jared. Oh yeah, could you repeat that? No, it's it's probably too late. I'm gonna have to right. cut that out and go back in. You All can right. continue talking. You can continue. Uh, actually, no, I'll just cut it. And then right. start it right. well, I think, I think Gore the God Butcher is probably one of the. It's well, obviously going to be one of the biggest things in this series. But yeah, in, in the movie, I think that you see, we talked about this a lot. I don't know if we should talk about his appearance now, but we'll talk about it definitely a little later. See, it's, it's interesting that they didn't show him in the trailer. And I was kind of sad about that because I really like Gord the God Butcher. I've read quite a few comics with him in it and he's an awesome villain and he looks awesome too. And I do think that that dead creature was some form of introduction to Gord the God Butcher or it was just after Gore the God Butcher had been introduced, but not like directly. It, but it's just like his first really interaction of what Gore the God Butcher could do. And I think that he's going to be incredibly powerful. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's probably all of the gods that we saw in the trailer will die, which which obviously will be kind of sad. But at the same time, it's going to be really really cool. And I don't know. While, while Marvel movies are known for, like, destruction, they aren't really known for violence, violence, like, especially their mainstream movies. So I'm kind of confused on how they're going to handle that, because a lot of the kills in the comics as well are very personal kills. They aren't like, oh, a building falls on this person or anything like that. They're very personal kills of these gods. I don't know if they're going to do, like, a like an off screen of multiple gods where like it shows only like the first and last God or they're actually going to go through every God. I don't, I don't know if they'll do that because of how bloody the kills could get, but even if they don't, it's just going to be really, really cool. And obviously I don't know when we should talk about his appearance because you told me a few things about it and I'm a little peeved, but I still have hope. Yeah. I mean, his appearance, I mean, I, I, I'll just go on and say, like, you know, his appearance, you know, that we and we saw him like on this toy, toy action figure and like his appearance was on the box. Um, it definitely does not look exactly like the comics. OK, and I know that that's why you were peeved. Um, however, you know, you look at especially with like, you know, films, not comic books. You also look at the character performance. So if you're going to deliver you know, because if this were not as big as an actor as Christian Bale playing this role, um, I definitely feel like you would have some problems. 
Um, but I do feel like Christian Bale has the ability to play a phenomenal God Butcher, regardless of whether the look um, is altered from the comic book form. So, but yeah, I mean, we will talk about, we, obviously now is not really the time, but we will talk about like, you know, and plus the next time we're probably going to be talking about his look is uh, when we watch the uh, second trailer eventually, which I'm hoping has Gore the Gabbatra. I mean, I really don't understand. I mean, it was actually like, I would take that as a low point from the first trailer. I really don't understand. It's why you would keep um, Gore the Gabbatra hidden because like you know with all due respect even though he's like a completely menacing and like you know he's going to be a very dominant villain i don't think he's like like if you like i'm pretty sure they revealed thanos and stuff in the first trailer so i don't know why you would decide to keep gore out of the um first trailer for this film um that's obviously not any of my like you know business to question or anything but um, yeah, I feel like that was definitely an interesting call. But like I said, you know, with that dead creature and with that, you know, foreshadowing of the gods there, you could definitely feel that, like, you know, his presence is, you know, felt throughout the trailer, even though it's like he's not actually there. Um, but yeah, so regardless of like, you know, what we've seen from his appearance so far, I, I do feel like Gore is going to be a very good villain, in my opinion, primarily because like, you know, it's Christian Bale. Um, Christian Bale is a phenomenal actor. So, yeah, uh, I'll just leave it there on that. So, um, Jared, is there anything else you wanted to touch on uh, regarding uh, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? I mean, yeah, I'll just put my one cent in about, or two cent in about uh, Gore. I, I the, the thing that we saw, I love how he looks in the comics he looks very goblinish almost like voldemort he doesn't have a nose mm-hmm. and the thing is while that is cool i'm okay with him having a nose and being more human like the sword was the issue if <clears throat> the main thing about the necro sword for me is that it is an extension of his own body and can morph into multiple weapons if his necro sword and obviously it was it was on a toy or wait, no, it wasn't a toy. It was on. A, it was on like a suit. But obviously, they can't have everything done on the suit. They can't like have every weapon ever on the suit. So, I just really want it to be connected to his body. Like, it's such a cool thing in the comics. It's 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 like it's a part of him. It's like it's like venom with riot, but it's only partially on his body. It it, it infuses into his body. Create and makes some of it black it's really really cool to see and i and i really hope they don't disappoint with that because that is one of the coolest things about gore for me his weapon is just absolutely incredible and that's why he's so powerful that's the, that's pretty much the, that is the only reason why he's so powerful he is a normal not human but he's a normal being very very like average strength not average for marvel average for like humans strength and with that necro sword he can become a god killing uh, he can have the ability to kill gods. So you really hope they don't let down on that. And obviously I might be getting a little too worked up about a sword, but I just, it's one of the coolest part of the comics for me. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, you do have to nail the sword part because like you said, that's his biggest, like, like, you know, that's basically the gauntlet to Thanos or like, you know, that's like the Tesseract to, you know, Red School, Red School without, 
like you know those those artifacts that like you know may turn a villain into who they into who they truly like you know are and what they're known for i yeah i agree that's like um that that would be like you know if you change that like you know comic book narrative that could be a little bit concerning but um he does have the sword though so i i agree it should be attached to his body but at least you know they're giving him the necro sword at least and i think that you know hopefully um they'll make i and i do i i mean i think that will contribute to the like you know overall potential excellence of what gord um turns out to be but um yeah i'm i mean i'm not too worried about it right now we'll just have to see so uh yeah um obviously actually first jared any other thoughts before you want to wrap up here with the short show i i think that we cover everything pretty well i just i really hope that they can get everything good with gore because he's going to serve a huge purpose in this movie along with thor and obviously they're gonna have thor right thor is thor uh and obviously i i assume that thor and jane foster will come together to beat gore at the end that just seems like the logical conclusion to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always going to be an awesome spectacle to behold. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, not to mention one more thing. I think I thought the costumes for both Thors, because Thor obviously has a new costume. Jane Foster has a new costume. I saw those and I think that they looked really, really cool. So that's just a side note there. Um, I think that the costumes were a major upgrade. So, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, obviously I'm excited to see this movie. Like you, I'm also a fan of Thor. Um, Coming off of a very, very successful movie, arguably top five MCU movies of all time in Thor Ragnarok, uh, there's plenty to be excited about. And especially since you're getting the same director for that, I think that, you know, it's a very promising film. And I think it is going to be a very good summer flick. I really do. Um, yeah, it's it's just, you know, it's a movie that, you know, it's just like, it, it doesn't need to be like multiversal or anything. It doesn't need to be like, you know, time travel. Um, just a good, like, you know, adventure um, between, a, with a very beloved Avenger. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, are you ready to move on, Jared? Yeah, I think we're all good. Okay, so yeah, that movie uh, comes out, I believe it's July 8th. So, yep, we are looking forward to that. Um, now, let's talk about Moon Knight. So, um, obviously, um, if you have not yet seen the finale, I don't su- I suggest you do not listen into this next part because we are going to be talking about the finale. Um, Jared, what I would... Uh, obviously there's a lot to talk about and we did talk about more of the series as a whole but um regarding like specifics of the like you know main you know the finale uh what did you think all right right. um it's hard for me but personally i would say that this was the best finale that marvel has ever had i think it beat loki for the best show finale. Uh, it, it was just so good. Everything from the emotion to the fights. It got everything. It got everything. And I think it did what Loki did. And I think it it did it in a way that I like even more. And the thing is, the thing is about Loki and Moon Knight. I like them both for different reasons. But I think that one of the main reasons I like them both 
is because they're unorthodox. They're, they're, they're stuff that Marvel didn't do a lot before. With Loki, it was a super abstract topic. With with Moon Knight, it's this multi-personality character. Three characters now in the same character. And I think that it, it just it emphasizes how different this is. And it was so fun. Oscar Isaac did an absolutely fantastic job with everything. It was so, so amazing. And I, I mean, the fights were amazing. The gods are amazing. It set up really cool stuff. It was just spectacle behold, to behold. And there was a lot of really, really cool things to go along with it. A lot of cool cinematics. And a lot of amazing moments. They even got a ton of emotion in it. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the show. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, Jared, I remember because we were going to go see Multiverse Met to Met of Met. Well, I can't speak. Multiverse of Manus together. And we were in the car. We were going like, well, which finale is better, Loki or uh, Moon Knight? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I probably, after, you know, reflecting more upon, upon it, I think that, you know, my answer would have to be Moon Knight. Because um, it was able to successfully wrap up, um, you know, every like, you know, thread that was, you know, introduced with within the other episodes of Moon Knight. Um, And I do believe that, you know, the action sequences in this film were in this sorry finale were better than every single action sequence of any other finale so far, you know, because I wasn't, I'll come out and say, I wasn't the biggest fan of the WandaVision finale because of that action sequence. I wasn't, um, Loki really didn't have one. So you can't really compare it to that. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I definitely think Moon Knight was better, had a better, had better like action in it in the finale and like you know even hawkeye and i also adored hawkeye as well so yeah the action sequences between you know moon knight arthur harrow um amit and kanshu uh it was it was it was fantastic um and i really really yeah i really enjoyed this finale It, it was it's gonna be a show that i like you know go watch again it is because of how, like, you know, different it was and how, like, you know, again, with this finale, how they were, in my opinion, how they were successfully able to land this. And yes, um, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was a fast pace. It was definitely fast pace. But I feel like that fast pace fit in with the story. And I feel like that fast pace allowed you to, like, you know, wrap everything up at like you know to a reasonable extent especially since like you know and we would talk about the end credit scene right now but especially since like you know you brought the end credit scene in to um like you know even set up more with this character so um yeah i just loved everything about it um yeah anything else you want to add regarding your initial reactions before we go to more in more in depth i will talk about the action scenes later but, oh, my gosh, they were so incredible. By far the best action scenes in, in, in the, any Marvel series that there has been. It was so crazy. I think that next to it should probably be Hawkeye with that final scene with, the, like, all the robbers and everything. I mean, all the, like, the, 
the gang members coming and you know the, them fighting with all the different arrows. That was really cool. But this was so well coordinated. It had so many. It, it was two fights, two different fights, but it felt like one fight. It was it was really crazy. And we'll talk about it more later, but that was well, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that more later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now we're like in talking about like, you know, specifics with the finale. Um, what did you like, you know, what parts did you take away as your favorite of the finale or like, you know, any, is there any part that like, you know, stood out to you, uh, among the rest or any like, you know, fight scenes that you want to talk about? By far the final fight scene. Oh, I, I, one, that was probably one of the most impressive fight scenes, honestly, in Marvel for me. The, the, well, the, the thing, the reason why I say that, it might seem a little crazy at first, but the fact that they made two distinct fights feel like a single fight, Amit versus Khonshu, and it, it, it felt like a completely, and it was even Mark Spector and Steven, they were both fighting together. But it was, it, it felt like such a cohesive thing. There was Khonshu and Amit fighting. And then you had that amazing, this is probably my favorite scene, that amazing view of Khonshu and Amit in the background smashing, you know, just hitting each other. While right in the foreground was, you know, Mark and them also fighting. And it was, it was so cool to see how, like, when Mark shifted the battle, Mark and Steven shifted the battle in their favor. Conchu would start to win over Amit. And when Mark and Steven, for example, when they got knocked out, you know, Conchu got knocked out as well. It was so cool to see that correlation between the fight and as it happened in the background. It was just so, so cool. And it was an amazing fight as well. I think they portrayed gods in an awesome way, how powerful they really are. And their their system of release captivity and everything was not complicated at all it was actually pretty fleshed out and you could it was easy to understand if you actually took the time to think about it everything was just really cool plus i love egyptian gods that's i'm a little bit biased here but i love it it's it's, it was so cool they used everyone very very well that's one of the things i loved about the show in general they used their strengths at the end it was really really cool and obviously that new mysterious well not mysterious anymore but the third personality it, it's it's really really interesting. I'm happy to see that it 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 somehow wrapped everything up in one episode. Went from Mark and Steven being dead to them being alive and fighting gods. It, it was just it was so so cool. And I think that it was a little bit strange to how distinct Egyptian and like Norse gods are how they how they're portrayed very differently, but it also kind of makes sense. So it it was just good overall. I'm I'm really happy with it. But that fight scene stood out to me so much. I think it was extremely good, extremely well put together, and I can see that the time they put into it. Yeah. Um I totally agree. Uh I one of the biggest takeaways that I had in the finale um, I was absolutely like, you know, in awe over Kanchu's performances throughout the whole show. I mean, Kanchu is just a whole, um, he somehow, and I don't know why I have such a soft spot for him because he seems like such like, you know, this, you know, 
like you know this cor- you know corrupt Egyptian god that like you know is not supposed to be extremely likable. I have such a soft spot for Kanchu. I you know I was looking at like you know a Funko Pop bobblehead for him, and like you know it's on um it's on pre order right now. But I am totally gonna get that when it comes out because I absolutely love Kanchu. And I thought in this finale, he just stole the show. I mean, I really do think so. I, he not only had some amazing dialogue in the beginning between um, Kanchu and Amit when, you know, he found out that Kanchu with that Amit uh, rose. Uh, but, you know, him being involved in that tremendous, like you said, that tremendous background battle where they where he enlarged to like you know take on Amit over like mountains was oh my god it was it was incredible I mean like it was and just like you know basically this can and like I said this can be said throughout uh the whole series just the like you know dark tone that Kanchu had but also like you know like you know that ominous voice um him bringing him being able to like you know bring like you know him finally uh coming face to face with Moon Knight again uh in the finale was also great. Um and just like you know that whole spectacle of him being freed was just really exciting because it not only paved the way for like you know Moon Knight to truly shine in this episode, not just um the not just Mark and Steven, but like you know the Moon Knight persona itself. We truly got to him see him shine and like, you know, and I just, you know, I really have to kind of shoot a thing for, like, you know, giving Mark and Steven those powers. And I think that, like, you know, he his arc was absolutely tremendously built in this series. And I think that just the finale, um, his whole, you know, between the fight scene, like I said, between the confrontations he had, the dialogue, just a really good way to like you know build upon his story and obviously with the end credits potentially setting him up for the future obviously as well um so yeah i just wanted to put that out there because i thought kanchi was a uh scene sealer especially in this one and um i also wanted to talk about you know just the fight between because i know that you you know you talked deeply about um Amit and Kanshu. I when we talked about like you know Moon Knight versus Arthur Harrow, I thought that that was really cool as well. Like you know with them like you know going at each other at the on the pyramid, I thought that that was amazing. Um basically that you know purple staff that Harrow used um provided some tremendous visuals um in the battle against uh Moon Knight and obviously when um, st- when I, th- I believe it was Mark that ch- yeah I, Mark changed personalities and all of to obviously the person who was in the end credit scene and then you could just see like a whole bunch of dead bodies and then you had like you know Arthur basically um on the verge of death and I think that that was very like you know bone chilling so yeah just a lot just a, it's specifically like you said with the final battle there was a lot to love about this. Um, and of course, obviously, you can't take away the fact that Layla, you know, became the uh, avatar for Terra and basically got her own uh, superhero form. And I believe she is now going by the Scarlet Scarab, 
And I think that that's uh, really cool how, you, you know, you continue to build upon uh, female characters in the MCU and giving them more superhero roles. So I, I, I thought that that was really exciting as well. Plus, I was a fan of Layla throughout the series as well. So, yeah, just a lot, lot to love about um this finale of midnight and i would say that the fight scenes in general and like you know the basically heroes being born i think that that was great so uh jared anything else you wanted to add about you know potential your, your favorite parts i will say one of the best cinematic shots was probably when 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 hero first stole the souls and they all came to amit and they started and she started growing. That was extremely, extremely cool, and I love that part. Yeah, no, that was phenomenal. And plus, um, yeah, you can't really take away from Ahmed's performance either. Ahmed, obviously, for the minute that she rose and she was freed, you could obviously sense that you know she was a very, um, you know, very ominous character and uh, a force to be reckoned with. And we obviously knew that we were going to see Ama in action, like, you know, versus Kanchu, uh, from where, like, you know, their confrontation was going. So I thought that she also um, played a big role in that final sequence as well versus Kanchu. So, yeah, I, yeah, just all around. All the characters in this show contributed to a ma- uh, major um, success in the finale, in my opinion. So, but obviously now we do have to talk about the end credit scene because it obviously was another big takeaway for the film and for the uh, series, um, basically fulfilling our like you know expectations regarding a third personality being revealed. Uh, Mr. Jake Lockley, Jared, what are your thoughts on Jake? Well, I think it's going to be really different. So you have, for me, you have. Steven, who is extremely non-confrontational. You have Mark, who's in the middle. He can go without confrontation. He, he, he'll, he'll go into confrontation, but he doesn't, you know, go to killing first. And then you have the complete opposite of Steven, who does all of this brutal killing. Every single time Jake Lockley has taken over, it has been brutal. You know, there was First in the city, when the people tried to actually take the scarab, that was when Jake Lockley first took over, I think. And he brutally murdered, what, three people first. Then, when he was getting chased, brutally murdered two more. And then you have these other times. And then there was, the, there was when he first came in, he killed two others. All of this brutal killing, the only times brutal killings have been done was by Jake Lockley. And I think that it's going to be so crazy because you have two personalities that don't agree with another personality you're gonna have this inner battle that'll be portrayed even more in the next season that is going to be so cool to see flushed out this inner battle is going to be so powerful because battles between two people and one person you know they're cool but if that person is the same person that's going to be such it's going to be so interesting how they're actually going to portray that because you can't just have an actual physical battle. Either they're going to have to try to find a way to get rid of another personality or it's going to be by proxy. And it's, it's going to be so crazy. 
I'm super excited for the new personality. And obviously, I do think that we, we talked about this a little earlier. I do think that we were right, Rowan, that that last personality was in that shaking coffin yes. at the end. Yes. And I think that it would have been a lot different if they had opened that. And that, yeah, yeah. Um, that and Christine speaking of, like, that could have been, you know, Jake coming out of that sarcophagus and uh, finding Arthur Harrow and, like, you know, wheeling him out. So I think that that could have been a possibility of, like, you know, that moment that's, like, you know, him escaping the sarcophagus. So, um, yeah, I, I, first of all, um, I'm I'm very grateful that this actually end credit scene happened in the first place because you know it not only set up a new personality, but um it did most certainly seem like we were getting a season two afterwards. So I really like that tease for a new season or you know potentially Moon Knight in another new project. Um, but seeing like you know this third absolutely brutal like you said this like you know killer um, for a new personality is a tremendous twist and i think that like you know it's certainly as it's it's like a whole new story that's set for that can be explored in a new season between that balance between you know um george trying to balance out personalities here and trying to possibly because i'm sure mark and steven you know they're going to continue to be on the same page the second season that they're probably not with jake lockley since you know that i don't think they enjoy like you know being seen uh ki- killing people when when it's like you know jake lockley's fault but um yeah so you're gonna have that like you know tension and you're they're gonna have to try to balance it out in this to battle what i'm sure to be is a new threat in this so in the in a potential new season so um yeah so while jake lockley seems more like a villain at this point i do think that you know the whole story is about him trying to like you know um like, you know, ease tensions with Marcus Steven. And I feel like, you know, basically them combining to, like, you know, be this, like, be Moon Knight and not have to worry about also brutally killing people. So I think that that's one of the things that's going to have to, that or, like, you know, or they just have to find a way to get rid of Jake Lockley, period. Because it's clear that, like, you know, especially in the beginning of a potential new season, that Jake's going to 100% be a problem. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what gets up there. Not to mention, I love the Hispanic accent. That is a great twist on things as well. And obviously, Kanshu introducing him, um, with his suit. I, I thought that Kanshu in a suit was like, you know, that was, that was hilarious. And I also thought that, um, it was just another great scene with Kanshu. So I enjoyed that part. And, uh, yeah, Jake basic in conclusion, like, you know, Jake, like, you know, killing arthur harrow in the end there um was basically establish him as you know a potential threat and you know a problem that you know mark and steven are going to have to overcome as well so yeah i thought it was a great way to end the show great way to like you know wrap up that like you know plot thread of there potentially be a uh, third personality at play and uh yeah just overall really enjoyed that incredible scene and looking forward to seeing more of what's to come between the three personalities. Um, any Jared, anything else you want to add around the end credits? Oh yeah. Jake killing Amit and Harrow, I think poses a very interesting thing because with Steven, Mark created him so that Steven could have a normal life. 
However, there must have been a reason, unless his mind was just fractured at this point, that he exists, that, that Jake exists. So either Mark created him because he didn't want to have to do any brutal killing and like witness all these things that he says he witnessed, or Steven created him for some odd reason. And I don't think that Steven created him because he was a created personality. I don't think it works like that. So I'm really interested to see how this goes down because there has to be some logical reason for why it was created. And so I'm really interested to see how this really plays out. Plus, we know that Steven and Mark don't know about him right now. And I think that was really important because they glossed over when he took control. So, for example, on that rooftop, when Jake took control after trying to kill those people who were leading them to Amit's tomb or like knew the knew the place to Amit's tomb. It was so interesting because he was like, Mark, you Mark, you did that? And then Mark, you know, kind of retorted, No, 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 I, I didn't do that. And they kind of moved on. If they had dwelled on that, obviously it was a super stressful situation. They had to move on. Interesting to see actually what happens. Yeah. Uh I, and you made a good point there, obviously, because you do have to justify, like, in a way, how Jake Lockett is. Uh, I like your uh, theory about, like, you know, um, Mark try to hide this this personality for as long as possible that, you know, prevented him from killing people. And, you know, that could go back to, like, you know, his very, very depressing uh, story of being grown up, maybe he uh, like st- story growing up with his like you know abusive mother, um, you know maybe he like you know felt the need to like you know at, 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 like show violence and that then that third personality comes in you know to like you know basically cover up the facts that you know Mark doesn't want to like to basically control the fact that Mark doesn't use violence, but, you know, Jake Lockley does. So you could also introduce that. And maybe, like, you know, once he was at peace with his life, he covered up Jake, uh, Jake Lockley. But, yeah, who knows? I do like your theory, though, that um, it was a, not yet another cr- hidden creation of Mark. And can't you basically just expose it? But, yeah, we'll have to see, obviously. But that's obviously the pleasure of their potentially being. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have a second season. Or at least, like, you know, him being involved with in a movie or something. Because you definitely have to build upon that. So, yeah, I think that that's, if they go that route, that's going to be a very interesting story to tell. And obviously, um, interesting how it would impact the relationship between uh, Mark and Steven. So, uh, yeah, any other, did you want to uh, talk about anything else regarding the post-credits scene before we wrap up here? Uh, no, I think we talked about it enough however i actually no i would like to say one thing this thing this this jake in general shows that Kanshu knows way more about mark than even mark does and it also shows that Kanshu has been pretty much lying this entire time he knew jake and i think we and i think that that's pretty obvious because he was he, I, he knew jake which i think it's pretty obvious but I, I don't know where that's going to go. Because if they find out about Jake, then either they're going to gloss over it or they're going to have to confront Khonshu on why he lied this entire time. Because even though they don't know about Jake, he still existed and obviously worked with Khonshu because 
he was acting friendly with him and going and following his orders. Yeah, uh, I know. I totally, I totally agree. So, and obviously, like you know, even though I said I have a soft spot for Kanchu, obviously Kanchu, and it could, you know, in in all honesty, like when you're looking for like you know potential, like you know more villainous characters in a potential season two, it could very well be Kanchu because of basically how he set Mark and Steven up to like, you know, make them think that he was gone forever, but then he exposes the third personality and boom, there you go. He introduced a like, you know, personality that goes around and kills people. So yeah, you could potentially have that um, arc with Kachu as a villain. Now that you, now that you made me think about it, I don't think he would be the main one. I think that would be too like, you know, um, seeing Mark versus Mark and Steven and potentially Jake. Well, probably, maybe not Jake. Kanchu might not go on for that entire season, so ultimately you would kind of have to introduce another villain, but you could definitely have um, one of the key stories being um, Mark and Steven try to go at it with Kanchu throughout the story. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a, something that could um, result from this end credit scene as well. So, but yeah, it's Kanchu, obviously, he's going to have a critical role to play, obviously, in the future as well. And so I'm excited to see more of him, though, um, more of Jake Lockley as well. So, yeah, just all around, I thought the end credits scene did a great job in setting up things for the future um, because Moon Knight is such a great character. It does not need, it's unnecessary to stop at this rate on a, on a first season. So, yeah, they just they should keep going with the story, even potentially beyond season two, if you're not going to have Moon Knight connect with a lot of like stuff beyond just like, you know, Egypt's Egyptian mythology. And if you and if you don't want him to like, you know, interact with other Avengers and stuff, which I don't know if that's a play. Yeah, I would love if I would love it if Moon Knight were to interact with other Avengers. And I think that should happen. But if if you don't go that route, you definitely should build upon more seasons of Moon Knight. And, uh, yeah, Jared, any other final thoughts regarding Moon Knight? I, I, I think it's good. However, I am wondering, and we can ponder on this another time, I'm wondering how they're going to introduce all these different gods into Marvel. We have only seen really Norse gods and it's and they obviously work on a very different power system. Oh, um, and besides that, I will say for season two, one thing that I pondered is, do you think that they are going to use more gods that were imprisoned on that shelf in the season two? No, it's very possible. I mean, that's part of the re- reason why I enjoyed this season so much is that you explored, like, you know, you know, Egyptian mythology with other gods, like such as Tarawai, um, Kanchu, and Amit. When you, when you have the opportunity right in front of you because of those um, imprisoned gods, um, when you have that opportunity, you should absolutely explore more. I think that that, like, you know, gods, like, made, were... a god made moon knight and i feel like that's you know gods make mythology and i feel like that's part of the reason why the show thrives so i think that if you build on that with more gods i think that that would be a very very um ideal thing to do and and something that makes sense so yes i do believe that if you free those like you know statues then i i think that 
that would be better. That would be the best case scenario for season two because, you know, it's just expansions and like it's what they're doing with Thor: Love and Thunder. Honestly, like you know, going with Zeus, you had Odin, Loki, you had uh, uh, Frigga. Uh, just you know, just building on those, you know, um, Norse mythology gods, similar to uh, I feel like uh, Egyptian mythology should do the same. Uh, well, one last thing. I, it's it's not really a question, but it's more of a point. It takes one bad avatar. I think I counted eight other gods to unleash eight other gods that are most likely equal to Amit in power. That could end up being like a movie type thing. Like a huge, huge thing. Obviously, it probably won't because it's a show, but it is absolutely like huge. That could be um, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but with how powerful Amit was, having all of them released could end up being all like a an abs an actual war among gods. Yeah, absolutely, and like like uh, I said before, seeing like you know the more gods being introduced, and then potentially having like more wars similar, like just which obviously we got a taste of that between country and Amit. Uh, more of those spectacles, the better, honestly. And I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's key for future, for things going forward. And um, it, it, like I said, it offers the opportunity to exp- expand upon Egyptian mythology. So, uh, yeah, I agree with, yeah, I agree with uh, what you said there. So uh, anything else? I mean, I mean, I think we covered everything pretty well. I'm super excited for season two. And if you did go through this podcast not watching the last episode, go and watch it. It's a really, really, really cool thing. And I'm, I'm, I heavily recommend it. It's For me, it's definitely the best series that Marvel has released so far. And I'm really excited to see what Marvel comes out next because their shows, to me, have been getting better and better and better and building and building and building in all, both production quality and story. I'm really excited to see where they go from here. Yeah, so um, I actually, you know, I do have something to add. And and that this might be like, you know, just a little bit, you know, because I I could have gotten this out of their way in the beginning. However, I didn't know if you were going to do stuff like this, Jared. So I kind of decided to wait and see. But obviously, you got up to this point without um, doing this. So here's the thing. Um, I always I always love seeing different things in the MCU. And I always, I, you know, I absolutely love um, new directions um things that like you know are outside of like you know main mcu styles so like this show did not have any avengers in it um and what it did was to set it up perfectly for the future heroes in the mcu outside of avengers and i feel like that breath of fresh air with like, you know, everything that we've been exploring with Egyptian mythology in this and, you know, building up this very complex individual with multiple personality disorder and him turning into this very, very, um, like, you know, menacing hero and very like, you know, the look between the look 
the charisma, the like, you know, the the brutality basically of the character in Moon Knight. I I adored every single second of it. Um every single character, almost every single character I loved. I think that Ethan Hawk did a phenomenal job. Ethan Hawk actually might have given one of the one of the top five villain performances in my opinion. I mean it's not up there with things like Green Goblin or Thanos, no. But I would say that, like, you know, behind them, there's not a lot that could be Arthur Harrow, in my opinion. So I – and if you're wondering where I'm going with this. Um, so when I did this with Spider-Man No Way Home, you, you, all, you, you all expected me to do this because, like, you know, I love Spider-Man. And I was basically waiting on Spider-Man to do this just because it was expected because of the status, like, you know, the satisfying moments we were about to receive. Um, and while that was great, and while I still love um, pressing pressing the golden buzzer for something like Spider-Man No Way Home, um, I am going to take everything that I've seen um, with, I'm going to take everything that I've seen with Moon Knight and it's just ability to create a new um, phenomenal story and establish a new phenomenal hero in the MCU. And, you know, with the success of being able to give, like, you know, fans, a, like, basically something that is is needed in order to expand upon the MCU. And, like, you know, when you add on to the... Um, like, you know, the incredible ask- acting from Oscar Isaac to, like, you know, perform that, um, like, you know, that absolutely stunning performance in episode five where, like, you know, it shows him living with abuse from his mother and showing him how he created Mark. Just, I mean, Stephen, it's just, it was just a phenomenal show. So I'm going to do something that I was not expected to do. And I am going to, and I, obviously there's no golden buzzer here, but I'm going to give advance i'm going to cause this to like you know skip a few rounds in our um basically our marvel um tournament in the end because i just absolutely loved this show i think it deserves it i think it's different unlike things that we've got in the past even unlike uh my last golden buzzer spider-man no way home so yeah, I'm just that's basic, and I know that was a lot, but I did did just have to say that because I think this deserves the golden buzzer. I am going to give it the golden buzzer, and I'm just I, and I'm happy that I do get to give it give it to this, and yeah, I'm just excited for um the future. So Jared, anything else? I I know that I obviously kind of took a lot of. Your potential final words out of your mouth there, but anything else you wanted to add? Um, I do, I do not blame you for giving this the golden buzzer. This was absolutely incredible. This was an incredible series. However, I am quite surprised because I thought you were going to save it for Fantastic Four. I was, I, I was actually, I was very, very sure that you were going to save it for Fantastic Four. Thank you, family. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Fantastic Four comes out this year, though. I think that even starts oh, filming yeah, in point. 2023, so it's not like I could have given it anyway. But, um, yeah, no, but uh, just to go off your point, there are some movies that I expect. Like, I was looking at 
like you know multiverse of madness like and that i was that this was a potential golden buzzer option i was looking at thor love and thunder the same way i i thought that black panther was going to surprise everyone and be like this you know absolutely emotion like you know cinematic masterpiece and i while i do believe that's the case and while i do believe that's going to be like you know incredibly emotional um i took it i took the opportunity to golden buzz midnight because like you know uh i think that it's going to be one of the best mcu shows we've ever gotten and i do believe it's going to be one of the best projects this year so yeah i had to take that and that's part of the golden buzzers thing so like if i absolutely love films like black panther would kind of forever throw love and thunder um i would rather golden buzz something that i absolutely adore now rather than like you know even if i love all the other things which i'm sure i will but like I wanted to pounce on this opportunity. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm officially, you know, doing this. So yeah. Jared, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm just going to say congratulations, man. You made a good choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. a little bit jealous, but I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be plenty more good things to come out. Well, were you? I, well, I hope I did not steal your thunder. I, th- I mean, I, I was kind of waiting for you because I know you love this show as well. So I was kind of waiting for you to make the move first because I, that's what I wanted to like. I always, as being the host of this podcast, I don't want to steal that thunder from you. So um, I was basically waiting all, all the podcasts to do that. Like I said, if I truly wanted to announce it first, um, I think that would have been slightly, you know, rude without you know, potentially giving you the opportunity to do so, but I waited till the end of the podcast, but, um, thank you. But as much yeah. as I, as much as I want to, I think that there is going to be better, but I don't know if better, but there's going to be so much more to come. I, I don't know what to expect because with, with Moon Knight, of course I was super excited, but I, I wasn't as excited as this surpassed my expectations a ton. And so I'm hoping that there'll be another project like that that'll come along and I'll have the golden buzzer all to myself. No, yeah, I mean, the, the ball's in your core. I mean, you could obviously, you, you literally have an upcoming Dr. Sears movie if you want to do that. But, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of movies that you can choose from. And, uh, yeah, the table is definitely turned. I know that you gave the Golden Buzzer the first last year to Shang-Chi, and I gave it last. Now, actually, I think that, matter of fact, I, I think that this is like the, first opportunity we've had since knowing home to even use the golden buzzer so honestly i might even be going two in a row here so um but yeah so now you the ball's in your court now regarding which you know projects you want to golden buzz i will not obviously prevent you from doing that anymore so yeah um but yeah that's those are all obviously our uh, phenomenal views towards this Midnight show. We had a blast doing it. We're looking forward to seeing like Midnight and whatever pops up next. So, uh, Jared, any other final words? No, I, I think that we we covered everything quite well, and I, I I think that Moon Knight season two is going to be just as good or even better than Moon Knight. Yeah, absolutely. And yep, just for like, you know, our future end of the year tournament that we would do the same way we did last year, Moon Knight will be advancing because of my pick to give it the golden buzzer. So, um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Next week, we will have the review of the um, Blockbuster Multiverse of Manus. Definitely, definitely have some things to say about that. And uh, yeah, see you next time, guys. We'll see you next time.